Welcome to Our Happiest Place podcast, where the magic of Disney comes alive. I'm Evan. And I'm Robin. Join us on our enchanting journey through the world of Disney, where tales come to life, dreams soar higher than ever, and adventures await at every turn. Together, let's explore the wonder, the nostalgia, and the joy that Disney brings into our lives. From the classic tales to the latest adventures, we're diving deep into the magic, sharing our love for the parks, movies, and all things Disney. So grab your Mickey ears, sit back, and let the podcast begin. A journey into the heart of the most magical place on earth. Join us at Our Happiest Place podcast, where the magic never ends. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. All right, guys, welcome back in to another episode of Our Happiest Place podcast. My name is Evan. And I'm Robin. And on today's episode, we will be going over the rest of our Star Cruiser trip. Yes. Um, on the previous episode, we talked about our day one and arriving and all that entailed there. Yeah. Talked about naming the fish, our outfits. Today is day two. So much like uh, how day one started, day two starts with food. Always food. We had some breakfast. There was a breakfast buffet with, again very themed food Mm -hmm. i think i avoided the blue milk this day though (laughs) it was breakfast i think we stuck more with like the juices i'm pretty sure i had a diet coke but that's (laughs) that's a that was a choice Mm -hmm. um the nice thing about day two this is the day that we would actually go into batu and hang out in batu for the day yeah um can i talk about breakfast and we never talked about the trays and the cups oh true Okay, so the cups were like aluminum? I don't know if that's the right word. They were like metal. Aluminium. Yeah, sure. They were cups. And it was like a normal buffet where they're just stacked and you grab one and you get what you want. But it was cool that they were metal. Mm-hmm. Although the condensation was a little much, but <laughs> that's fine. Because it was just while we were in the yeah. area for the buffet. And then the trays had specific sized areas on each one and then the trays that you took the food from fit exactly into the tray so it wasn't like it was sliding around it was a perfect fit yeah, it was like molded in the correct way that the uh, plate or the dish that the food was on fit right in there yeah it was it was very cool mm-hmm. and much like lunch the previous day it was buffet style all the food was pretty traditional breakfast food however it was all designed and made to look very star wars-esque Yes. Wasn't there a waffle in the shape of a chandra- the Chandler Starline logo? I believe so. Okay. So it kind of take the place of a Mickey waffle. Yeah. Yeah. Again, everything was very good. Nothing like super out of this world crazy, but, you know, solid. Yeah. Good little breakfast before we headed off to Batu. Mm-hmm. Now, we had some early reservations. Yep. Well, we were on Batu, so we needed to get there as soon as possible. So I believe we were on the first transport. Mm-hmm. Either either Batu. the first or one of the first. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a few people in front of us. So I'm not sure if we got on on that first one, but um, yep, we made sure that we booked two separate cantina reservations. Yeah, so we had one booked under our Star Cruiser reservation which was under Evan's name. And then we had another one booked just at Disney World under my name. (laughs) So we could make sure we got into the cantina. 
as much as we needed because that is our favorite place in Batu, I think. Yep. DJ Rex for life. Yeah, DJ Rex. He was chilling with uh, my my droid. Mm-hmm. BB Evil. Yeah, BB3VI1L. Yeah, BB Evil is what <laughs> was what she was named. Um. So yeah, we got out on into Batu on that first transport. There's no windows in this transport. Uh, you basically, when they load you up, there's like a screen kind of covering like the area that where you actually get into the van or the truck that kind of takes you there. So you can't see outside really at all. Um, so it definitely keeps you in the moment on the uh, Star Cruiser. Yes, it definitely does. I think it took about eight minutes, I want to say, to get from the Star Cruiser to Batu. And we entered directly into Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. which was amazing. And they had waters for us to take in. I don't think we took any in. We grabbed them on the way back to the Star Cruiser. Right. And it was that Dasani that looks like it's straight out of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But it was the big bottles. Yeah. I don't know if it's always the big bottles. I think normally it's just like the little ball, right? That was the sodas. The- I'm not sure. I know the balls are supposed to look like thermal de- detonators. Yes. Um, so I think, yeah, the first thing that we did when we got to Batu, we did our first Katina, Cantina reservation. Yes, we did. I believe we both got a fuzzy tauntaun. We always have to do a fuzzy tauntaun at least once. So mm-hmm. I think that was when we decided to do it just to start us off on a strong note. Fuzzy tauntaun right in the morning. Mm-hmm. And for anybody that doesn't know, fuzzy tauntaun, alcoholic drink, but it has this buzz foam is what i think it's called yeah buzz foam it's like a foam that's on top of the drink then when when you ingest the foam it kind of like coats your entire mouth and it makes it kind of go numb a little bit yeah i think we were watching a bartending show recently and i think that air that they were making they made it with some ingredient that makes it Mm -hmm. do that i have to learn how to do that (laughs) it is a very cool experience yeah, it definitely elevates the the drink and, again, makes it feel like you're drinking a drink from Star Wars because why would your mouth go numb? Exactly. I think, you know, spending our time in the cantina, first thing in the morning, there's obviously nobody there. So it was pretty cool to kind of hang out in the open cantina. We got a table to ourselves, I yeah, believe. Yeah, we were sitting because no one else was there because who rope drops <laughs> cantina. a cantina? We do, apparently. Yeah, we do. Um, directly from there, we, di- we did decide to use our lightning lane that we got from being on the Star Cruiser on Rise of the Resistance. Yes. Uh, when we first left, I believe they gave us special pins to wear. Yes. While we're in Batu, And while we're on Batu, the characters are going to act like interact with us in, like, in different ways, depending like on the... You know, us just wearing the pins. Yeah, they definitely were on the lookout for the pins and the magic bands. It seemed we definitely got a lot of nice treatment because of that. Mm-hmm. So when we went on Rise, we were the only ones that was in the shuttle on the way down. Yeah, we were the only ones in the shuttle. And I have a really cool video because it is just us two. <laughs> And uh, we fully go in there, and we are also in the stormtrooper room. Yep. 
on our own mm-hmm. by ourselves. No, that was super cool. We were able to take our time a little bit and actually look at everything. Yeah. Um, we're also kind of in our secondary day outfits. Where me, it's more like Han Solo wearing like the long sleeve shirt with like the black vest. Um, just was I in gray? I was in black pants with the gun I think holster. They were brown pants. Brown pants, yeah. Brown pants with the gun holster. Yeah, they had like cool lace up details on the side and then Mm. you had boots yep you wore the boots both days but yeah you looked cool my outfit was i still had the droid backpack i had cargo pants that were black i had like a black crop top because i knew we were going to be out in florida heat but i had a scarf that had a hood Mm. situation added to it so i and it was i want to say it was sprinkling at one point yeah i think most of the time it was overcast and it kind of did start to sprinkle and maybe like a little bit heavy rain for about five minutes or so yeah we weren't on planet for too long but no yeah so when we're going through rise um all of the first order characters definitely interacted with us more so yeah i know i think they mentioned the the halcyon the halcyon the star Mm -hmm. the the, um chandrilla star lines I think they mentioned that we had resistance information from there or something mm-hmm. vaguely like that. Uh, then, you know, just going through the ride itself. Amazing. Visually. Yeah. I always love that. That uh, ride. The biggest change was when we went on Smuggler's Run. Yes. Because typically you're just on there um they don't really tell you what you're grabbing or they tell you that it's coaxium but they don't say like the importance of it uh for us though like the entire ride going through like uh they were mentioning that you know we need this coaxium to take back to the halcyon he did say that um the coaxium was going to be delivered that evening to -hmm. the halcyon so we knew that that was going to be happening yep and yeah, it was it was super cool. Yeah, absolutely. Just a super cool experience just to go on a ride that we've been on many, many times before and have a completely different experience with it. Yeah, having the context of we were trying to get the coaxium and we had an actual cause and mm-hmm. it, just, it definitely changed the feeling of the ride and made me enjoy it a little bit more. No, definitely. I know it's one that we usually kind of like attribute to be more like star tours you know a little bit more in depth than star tours but very similar vibes um but having it that that extra little bit definitely kind of set it apart a little bit yes it definitely did we also had a bunch of tasks to complete while we were on batu mm-hmm. from our data pads yep uh, i'm just kind of going along with like some of the storylines i know lenka needed us to do something i think um Wraith needed us to do some things while we were on planet. Um, everything, again, just through the data pad app. Um, had to scan a lot of things or enter in codes that we found along the way, which was really cool. Yeah, we had to hack some specific areas. Mm-hmm. And we also, in Oga's Cantina, when we were there for our Halcyon reservation, we had to get a specific coaster that had a specific code. Yep. And so that was part of it. We had to say a secret line to our bartender. Yeah. And then she would give us the special coasters, which, again, we still have, which is really cool. Yes. 
Um, there was communications that we had to like send a communication. Yeah, we had to do just a lot of tasks around different areas of the park. There were, or, or of Batu, and there were a lot of conversation pieces back and forth between what you were doing and the characters through the data pad. Mm-hmm. So that built a lot of the story. Yep. I think that by the time we went back, it was probably one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Um. We didn't spend that much time on there, but we were still able to get everything done that we needed to. If we wanted to, I think we could have taken until four or five, something like that. Yeah, I think it was three or four we needed to be back by. I think we also had some lightsaber training when we got back, but we did eat some lunch while we were on planet. Yep. Um, Really cool thing about that. They gave us like a lunch token and a snack token and also a drink token. Yeah, it was all actually part of one. It's essentially what they use with their dining plan. Mm -hmm. And it's the quick service dining plan piece of one meal. So we could get food and drink. Yep. So we spent that on the Ronto Wrap. Which anybody out there, if you ever find yourself in Galaxy's Edge and you want some food, I would highly, highly recommend the Ronto Wrap. Yeah, definitely high recommend. We always get one, at least one, when we're on a trip. We share it a lot of times. Yes. Yeah, we've had a lot of them, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. But we got that, and then we got drinks that we normally don't get to have because they don't serve alcohol at that same area in Disneyland. Yeah. In Batu West. Yes, Batu West. But so yeah, that was great that we, we were able to get a, a little drink. We were able to get a Ronto wrap. Yeah. I didn't like the drink, though. <laughs> Yeah, I think when we go to Batu in California, we typically just get a Melu Run juice, which we love those. Um, by the time we left Batu, we found like we found out that we were able to retrieve the coaxium and get it back onto the Halcyon to help out the resistance. So when we went back to the Star Cruiser, we did have lightsaber training. And that was so much fun. Yes, it was a lot of fun. To this point, we really had almost no interaction with the Sajas, mm-hmm. which I'm a, li- I'm a little bit disappointed about, just kind of knowing what we know now about it. Yeah, and we'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> the information we know about the routes we did not take, the storylines we were not a part of. Mm-hmm. But our lightsaber training was amazing. They had special technology. It was super small group, first of all. Very There's small group. Maybe... 10 to 15 people not even it was like 10 i don't know maybe i'm exaggerating (laughs) it felt like a very small group and everyone got a lightsaber and you were practicing deflecting like blaster bolts you had like this shield that you had to try and defend with yeah it was so cool how the technology interacted and you could see that when it was a kid the technology kind of adapted to where they could still be or feel successful versus someone that was more skilled at it Mm -hmm. it was just really cool how it kind of like adapted on its own yeah loved it so much i definitely would want to do that again like if they had that as a piece in batu that you could pay additional money to go do we would be doing it every time i think Mm. what was their saying at the very end 
together as one yep together as one it was at the whole the whole as time one. yep <laughs> together as one and then after that i believe was the sabak tournament yes the sabak tournament which was not as grandiose as I kind of expected, to be completely honest. Yeah, but was, that was okay. I was expecting it to be more, a much bigger thing. It was kind of more like a side event that they had going on. I think people were still on Batu, kind of like on their way back. So there wasn't a lot of storyline things going on. So they just needed kind of something to fill that time. Which Sabak, the Sabak tournament was a really cool way of doing it. Yeah, it was a fun time. Yep. We both competed in it obviously um i was out i think on the first the first round that we had out mm-hmm. at our little like elimination group so that we could figure out who was going to the top yeah i was able to make it to the final table yeah um during this time it was really cool they had the first order they had lieutenant croy and the stormtroopers just kind of walking around yeah and the stormtroopers had lines that were specific to Sabak. So it was not the same sayings as you would normally see when you're out in Batu or even just around the Star Cruiser. It was Sabak specific, which was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get second place in that tournament. Yeah, so close, yet so far. Yeah. I was playing against a little kid, and I think I just decided to let him win. You can tell yourself whatever story you need to. <laughs> That's, That's my story, right. and I'm sticking to it. Okay, whatever. I think I left and was doing something. I don't know what I was doing. I was walking around, experiencing the ship. There was no room, and it was like weird to be watching you and a kid. <laughs> it was just a whole weird situation because it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Again, it wasn't like super formal. It was just super casual in the dining area. Yeah. Uh, after that, um, after I got out, we were just kind of walking around, and we ended up walking into a secret meeting that we had no idea about but it was kind of on our same storyline track because it was with gaia yeah so it wasn't like we were super out of place no i think um it was just with gaia we met her in the the cargo hold in the cargo hold okay um but it was the first time that that door to the back room was open they were smuggling something in and it was what we retrieved from but to the coaxium. Oh, they were smuggling in the coaxium. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Come to find out that they did smuggle some people in other ways. And I think that was more or less through the Saja storyline. Oh, things we wouldn't know about, I guess. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. And from there, we I think that was almost the end of Gaia's storyline there. And so we got the uh, Gaia's crew badge on our phones. Yes. Yeah. We have the Gaia's crew badge and we are a part of her final crew and helping her get her coaxium and get her Hyenea. Yep. Her Hyenea, which is basically the gem for her people. Yes. It was on display in the uh, Halcyon and... We basically helped her replace it with a fake one, so that way she could take the real one. Yes, and we got the fake one on Batu. We worked yep. with the toy maker. The, I believe the toy maker, yeah. Yeah, in order to get the replica made, mm-hmm. and it was a whole heist. 
distractions and all, there was a proposal going on as a distraction. The couple was already together. They were already married. It was that couple we met in the hallway. Yes. And they had a fake proposal in order to draw the attention <laughs> yeah. of the First Order. Because who isn't going to watch a proposal? Mm-hmm. And that's just like really cool that like no matter which group is in there, they're going to have something different kind of happen. Definitely. It's like just the way that they can adapt. And obviously that's something that they look for in their people when they hire them. Very improv-oriented people. Yeah, there has to be a lot of improvisation, creativity, flexibility. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing, especially dealing with some of the little kids. I don't know how some of the actors did it <laughs> and stayed in character, but still managed to get them to do what they needed to do. Right. Uh, I think after the meeting, the next big event was dinner. Yes, it was Taste Around the Galaxy. Yep, so I think it was five courses. Yeah, I don't quite remember. That sounds about right, though. We were not at the captain's table because the captain's table switched for the two days. However, everyone we were sitting with at this table was at the captain's table with us because most people sat in the exact same table mm -hmm. both nights. So they got to know their waiter both nights. Yep. Um, however, we had a different spot. Yep. We still had our little buddy with us, though. So. Yep. Yes, we did. Thank goodness. <laughs> Although I, I don't think i would have earned my candy that night either <laughs> probably not the coolest thing about this dinner was they had different destinations around the star wars universe and basically the accompanying meal had like a story kind of how it fit into that place yeah the chef would come out and talk about how it related yeah what kind of food it was how it related um, just kind of like the natural ecosystem of said planet. Like one of them was like Mustafar and it was like very like red and black kind of like lava stuff. Yes. And they changed the entire lighting throughout the dinner as you move to the different places. So the entire ambiance changed. They changed the music in the background. Mm -hmm. It definitely was a taste around the galaxy. Yes. I think I enjoyed this dinner more than the first day's dinner. Just because of like the story and the lighting and how cool it was, even though the first day didn't have these singing performances. Yeah, Gaia. I don't know. I think I preferred the dinner with Gaia. That's fair. I mean, they were both very good. So yes, the you, can't, food, you can't really go wrong with either way. The food itself, I preferred the Taste Around the Galaxy food mm -hmm. than the first day's food. Just because there were more options. We had mm -hmm. a fish and the waitress was very very in character and would not tell us the name of the fish <laughs> and the kid the kid that we love goes what is this fish called and she was like well i think on planet texas it's called <laughs> and i can't remember what it's called right now but she, she said baramundi yeah something like that and so she told him but not us because we didn't ask in the right way mm -hmm. saying the planet but you know we tried yeah <laughs> Um, so we're getting pretty close to the finale of the Star Cruiser now at this point. Um, one of the things, so one of the things that we had to do, again, I think we just kind of walked in on in the engineering room was shutting all the shields down. We had to do something in the engineering room in order for some, for the resistance to kind of come in and help out. Yeah, we, that was part of our 
finale that we were a part of. That was the captain's part of the finale, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had already done our Wraith and Gaia finale when we got our Gaia crew badge. So this would be like our Captain Keevan storyline getting their finale, I'm pretty sure. Was Chewie in there with us? Yes, Chewie was in there with us. That's when we like took our pictures with him. Okay. Yeah, we had to like shut some things down in order to allow people to board or allow like a message to get sent out maybe i can't quite remember unfortunately no but like yeah we basically like everybody in unison had to like flip the switches or pull the levers at like the exact same time so it was very coordinated very cool and of course chewy being in there kind of like helping out was great yeah it was a good time we got put into small groups and we all had to (laughs) Do our specific part. Mm -hmm. And then I guess right after dinner before that, actually, is when we had our couples game. Oh, yeah. We, oh, no, we got into essentially the the newlyweds game, but Star Wars version, (laughs) I'd say. There were three or four couples. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, it was three couples and the kids. Yeah, the kids got out right away. Yeah, they were not very good at answering questions about each other. We did very well. We did do very well. We were in the top two. Yep, in the top two. It came to a sudden death round. Yep, a Wookiee off. A Wookiee off, yes. And we had to make our best Wookiee sounds, which <laughs> I refused to do because I, I have never, still, I don't think I've ever even tried to make that sound. I need to be alone and try to do it or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think I can. And... Evan tried his best. Yeah. But the other couple did better. Much better. A lot better. That's basically what it was. But it, you know, that right there was better than what happened <laughs> while we were on the Star Cruiser. Everyone, like, it feels like everyone just stopped <laughs> when you did it. And it just, it just, I don't know. It was a whole, a whole thing. Yeah. You have to put yourself in my shoes where... I very much have some social anxiety in the first place. And so everybody just kind of like stopping and looking at me after I do that was not a fun time for me. I'm sure it wasn't. It wasn't it wasn't my perfect picnic either. (laughs) (laughs) But But no, it was definitely a great experience. It was still a lot of fun. Yeah, the other couple did win. Congrats to them. Don't remember their names, but congrats to them. They deserve it because they can make wookie noises. And then after that, so we went we went from the couples game. That's when we stumbled into the last meeting in the engineering room. The engineering room actually made us a little bit late for the actual finale. Which is why we didn't have a very good spot. Yeah, at the very beginning, we didn't have a great spot. And then we kind of worked our way in more towards the middle. Um, but the finale was amazing. It was amazing. There was Ray and Kylo, and they were having an epic lightsaber battle. Yep. I would say spoiler alerts, but can't have spoilers anymore. Yeah, at this point, I feel like, first of all, if you've made it this far in listening about us, it's fine. And then second of all, at this point, there are no... There no, are no... There are no more tomorrows. There are no more tomorrows, unfortunately. The Star Cruiser has run out of tomorrows. So we'll see what they have to do with it. Yeah, but so yeah, Ray and Kylo were having this uh, 
lightsaber duel. Sammy the engineer was disguised as a stormtrooper the whole time. Yeah. So that, yeah. So basically, we didn't see him most of the second day, and then come to find out, yeah, he was a stormtrooper. Yeah. So he had kind of infiltrated and was giving information to Lenka and the captain. Mm-hmm. Very Luke Skywalker esque. Yes, he definitely saved the day. Yep. Um, I think by the end of it, like the whole room was shaking and the lights were going off and like a piece of the ceiling kind of came loose, which was really cool. Yeah, it was crazy. And then, you know, the First Order was defeated. Yeah, First Order was defeated. They had virtual fireworks, which which was really cool. Yeah, all around the (laughs) ship. And then we went to hyperspace, I believe, one last time. Yes. Yeah, it was very emotional. Yeah. And you could tell even the crew, this this was the last sailing, the last cruising for some of the crew members, and they were all very emotional as well. Yes, they were. It was definitely a sad time, but also a happy time, because it was just such a great experience. Mm-hmm. So, overall thoughts. I loved it. I would go back again. Something that obviously was a hindrance to the performance of the Star Cruiser was the price tag. However, I don't know if they could do what they did without the staffing that they needed. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's what attributed to the cost. Yep. Just in case everybody doesn't know, um, the Star Cruiser was for two people just a, like, right around the $5,000 price point. Yes. So again, very very expensive for a two-night experience. Just the amount of immersion that it is. It's how immersed you are into like the whole Star Wars universe. Like, you feel like you're on a starship. It's not something you can literally do anywhere else in the world. So it's much more than just a two-night hotel. Yeah, for those that called it the Star Wars hotel even though I feel like before that, I probably had called it that a couple times or when talking to people, mm-hmm. they that's what they know it as. But it is so, so, so much more than that. It was a full experience. And again, we were with people who had gone many times. Yes. And that was, you know, their last trip to be able to go. So mm-hmm. it was definitely a multi experience. Like you would want to go multiple times if you got the opportunity to go. Even as not a Star Wars fan, there would be some. Some elements that you would definitely enjoy Mm -hmm. if you are into immersion or acting i could could definitely see a lot of uh, theater kids out there oh yeah being able to go back and redo it like there's just so many other storylines that we could have gone into that it seems like we really did just stick with captain keevan and wraith and gaia we definitely did and i if we went back if we had the opportunity and they were like we're doing a limited time, exactly the same sailing, and we somehow found our way there. I think that we should go the Jedi route. Yes. That's one that we kind of stayed away from because we expected there to be a lot more kids in that in that storyline. The kids all went first order. Yeah, which was interesting. Apparently, from reading online and talking to people, that is pretty typical, which is weird but mm. it works so i guess yeah just to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit we didn't do really any kind of research on the star cruiser beforehand because we wanted it to be a very new experience we didn't want it to we didn't want to spoil anything 
Yes. Uh, I'm the kind of person that will dive into as much information as I can before experiencing something. Like, I went to Batu the week it originally opened in Batu West in 2019, and I had read everything I possibly could, like, books from the characters, like, up until that point. I found out every piece of knowledge that I could possibly have. So, I did not do that with the Star Cruiser. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. It was it was full on not knowing anything other than maybe some some storylines. We we were trying not to get caught up in the love storyline between Sandro and Wani. And it turns out Wani is like your favorite character, so Yeah, we should have we should have gotten sucked up in that, but I didn't know. Yep. And with the Saja storyline, that's how we we would have smuggled Ray on board. There's like a special like force thing where in the climate simulator people would do like the rock stacking. Yes, so somehow the rocks in the climate sim- simulator, you could use the force. And it was like a guided experience similar to the lightsaber training. We would have gone with the Sajas in order to use the force to move and stack the rocks, mm-hmm. which is insane. Yep. And I wish we would have done that. The second I found out about that, I was like, we have made a grave mistake <laughs> in what we chose. But... You know, we didn't. We had a great time. It just feels like that part specifically would emulate the the building of the lightsaber in Savi. I feel like that would be a very similar experience to that and just like the feeling. And the, mm. Very the Star Wars-esque feeling, like the force, like all yeah. of like the major Star Wars vibes. Yeah, we went kind of like the Han Solo route versus the Luke route. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we both had a great time. Oh, yeah, we definitely did. But just speaking to, like, the replayability, replayability, if you will, like, if we went back on it, we could have a completely different experience and still have just just as good of a time. Definitely. And part of me this time wanted to do the First Order route, if you remember when we were planning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what if I just did that? <laughs> Mostly because I wanted to pick my outfit based on that. Yeah. But we Definitely we could have cool gone. outfit choices yeah but luckily we stayed away from that because that is where all the kids were yeah, there's nothing wrong with the kids but they well, did get a little rambunctious towards the end yeah they just they're very loud and they get a lot of attention rightfully so because they're loud and they're cute but i feel like i would have missed out on some stuff if we did that <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair so overall letter grade what would you give it a plus. Okay. I'd give it a solid A. Fair. Why? Because of my chewy noise. Well, but that's a you problem. <laughs> that was not the Star Cruiser. Yeah, and that was my letter grade. Oh, for yourself? Okay. Well, again, A plus for me. No, it was definitely amazing, amazing experience. Um, would, would absolutely love to see Disney do something similar with that same space. But, you know, obviously the Star Wars, like... The Star Cruiser didn't make it that long, so I don't know. What do you think that they would possibly do with that space? Or what would you like to see them do with it? I have a few things. Some of it's what I've seen online. Some of it is just my brain. A few things that I want them to do with it are, first thing, I want them to make a day experience. So that would mean the room's not really a thing at that point. However, if they made it a day immersion experience... They would have to change up the story, but they could have something along the lines of what they had. They could do two meals 
instead of three meals, they could still have most of the staff, but not all of it. Or they could just have like two shifts worth of people Mm -hmm. and do the transport to Batu and back. Right. And I could see that being something that they charge for, but it's not excessive and it's in reach of people. Mm -hmm. Um, I also could see them doing some kind of DVC points, maybe not have anyone's home base be it. However, they could do something with DVC where you could stay there and have special access to the parks. Again, limited staffing, but they could do it. I could see them almost turning it into an actual Disneyland, like a Disney Parks Hotel. Kind of just like the boardwalk or the contemporary or something like that. Um, Just make it like a Star Wars theme. Keep all the rooms. You have a bar that's there. You can have a character dining in the dining room. Um, Just make it into like an actual hotel that, you know, make it regular hotel prices. Yeah. I worry about that when there's so few rooms but again then they just wouldn't have to have as much staff i Mm -hmm. think which would take care of some of the price points because right now like the building's not doing anything i'm sure they have plans for it but yeah i hope so i hope they don't plan to demolish it or anything i also could see them renting it out for significant special events for example weddings i could see it but very few people a lot of rooms for for weddings yeah Fair, but I could see a few people being interested, but probably not enough to make it fully worth that being the only thing mm-hmm. that it's doing. So if they did that in conjunction with the day long situation, I think that could make sense. Make it similar pricing to their tours. Yep. Um, I could definitely see that being a good use. Yep, absolutely. So, I think that was pretty much it for our Star Cruiser experience. Yes. Um, I want you guys to comment and let us know what you think they're going to do with the building of the Star Cruiser and what you want them to do with the building of the Star Cruiser because I want everyone's brain knowledge and then I want to pitch it to Disney. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But that's what I want. Bob. But definitely leave it in the comments, guys. Yes. I want to hear from other people i'm sure other people have done research into it even more than us so i think that's about it for us i'm evan and i'm robin we'll see you real soon thank you for joining us on this magical journey through disney we hope you enjoyed the adventure as much as we did remember your stories thoughts and disney experiences matter to us we'd love to hear from you leave us a comment share your favorite disney memory or suggest topics you'd like us to explore in future episodes Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay updated on our upcoming Disney tales. Until next time, keep the magic alive and always remember, dreams really do come true. Thanks for tuning in to our Happiest Place podcast, where the magic never ends. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to our Happiest Place podcast. We're excited to offer free travel agent services for your dream vacation. Imagine skipping the stress and saving time of planning and booking your vacation. That's where we step in. We'll handle the details, booking accommodations, reserving tickets, and setting up special dining experiences completely hassle-free for you. Picture this. You, your family, and the wonderful experiences without the planning headaches. Dive into the magic worry-free. With our expertise, you'll get insider tips, exclusive offers, and personalized guidance to make your vacation unforgettable. 
Sit back, relax, and let us do the work while you focus on creating treasured memories with your loved ones. Reach out today, and together we'll start your magical journey. Again, thank you for tuning into our Happiest Place podcast and letting us be your guides while you make memories that'll last a lifetime. We offer travel agent services for Disney Parks, Universal Studios, most major cruise lines, and more. Details are located in the description below.